So, Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts is a series of games directed, written, and designed by none other than Tetsuya Nomura. You're going to be thinking, the name's familiar. Where did I hear that? Well, you probably heard it when you played Final Fantasy VII Remake. This guy is known for having the most convoluted, craziest stories ever, and I'm inclined to agree. While I gotta say it took me a long time to play through and watch the cutscenes of Kingdom Hearts 1.5 plus 2.5 Final Mix, which is a long name anyways, but I came to appreciate the story, the characters, and everything that was going on there, and I gotta say, it it's really good, it's really good, but it doesn't mean that it's, you know, free of any kind of criticism or something like that. Now, do mind, this is the part one, because there are six games that were in this package, not to mention that in the... Um, Kingdom Hearts 2.8 prologue you have free games and then you have Kingdom Hearts 3 then you have Remind so there's a lot of games so I just played these six games so now this is going to be part one which will include Kingdom Hearts 1.5 final mix Kingdom Hearts chain of memories uh, again final mix I suppose and Kingdom Hearts 3 358 slash 2 days yeah I guess that's the name as well so these are the games that I have played and now let's dive into it and basically see how each of them fares after all these years and will it be something you enjoy or not well here we go let's start with Kingdom Hearts 1.5 Kingdom Hearts 1.5 is basically a remaster a very well done remaster of older Kingdom Hearts 1 game. Now I don't know how many times it's been remastered but I know that first it was on PS2 then on PS3 and then it came on PS4 so two times and honestly the game looks good. Now the thing is with Kingdom Hearts is that the idea is really good. You're basically a kid called Sora and you're friends with Riku and Kairi and you're trying to get off of this particular island to get away from it and you also have three other friends who never come into play again for some reason I mean they're just there for the first god knows how many minutes depending on how fast you can solve the mysteries but not that long and then you'll never see them again of course you see them way later in another game but even then you still don't know their names and I'm like yeah, great. <laughs> Good job. But, yeah, I would say that Kingdom Hearts 1 starts off relatively easy. You have these characters, you have these free little characters, and then you're thrown into a world called Traverse Town, and you get to meet Donald, Goofy, and, of course, um, Pluto. And when you meet them... I would say that, you know, until then, you are, of course, doing something, some crazy things, fighting, and you are introduced to Keyblade, and you're asked about, you know, your style of fighting and stuff like that, but I would say that, you know, when it gets there, it is something quite nice, like, you know, when you finally get to this world, and you have the chance to actually explore it and have fun, 
it is nice, but here's where the game actually starts to make you go nuts. Basically drives you crazy. The problem with the game is that you really don't know what your objective is. While the game does tell you some things, it's not that many things. Like it doesn't have an objective marker telling that, hey, you want to go to the next objective? Here's where you go. The game is more like, yeah, we have like hundreds of dialogue in a cutscene. You have to pay attention to every single one of them. Otherwise, you will not understand what you're going to do. So for the most of the game, I actually used the guide by IGN because seriously, at times I was just like, holy shit, where am I supposed to go? And I couldn't find it. Most of the time I was like losing my mind thinking how difficult it is just to find the next objective. Now the gameplay itself, it was fun. I wouldn't say it is too fun or basically like, you know, wow, this is amazing, but it is fun. I would I would say that, you know, for a game that is really old, it holds up it holds up well and it is kind of a game that when you play it, you don't feel like, holy crap, what is this thing? <laughs> Instead you're feeling like, oh yeah, I like this thing. This is actually pretty good. Well, again, it's not perfect. It has a lot of great ideas and it works. The little riddles that you can do from time to time to continue the story, the combat, the intricacy of uh, the combat itself, they're all they're all nice. They're not that bad. But I would say that, you know, it does get tough at times. Like, I played it on standard the first time around, and I would say that it was tough. Like, if you're a newcomer, obviously, you will have issues. And there will be times that you have to grind some levels out, and you have to, like, get more XP, you have to level up, you have to, like, you know, search online to see what do I do here, what do I do there. The game is obviously a JRPG, so these kinds of things are given in a JRPG. However, the problem with it is that, again, the first game at least doesn't really explain things uh, at, great, at great many detail. You still need more. So... You, of course, visit different worlds in Disney, you know, connected to Disney, like, you know, Hercules' world, you go to Little Mermaid, um, I, I think you, um, there's so many that I have played that I'm not sure which one was for the first one, but these are some of the staples, but I think you also go to, like, um, holy crap, like, unfortunately, I'm, I keep thinking of Kingdom Hearts 2 for some reason, so, for Kingdom Hearts 1, ay ay ay, I kind of forgot, but there is like a little place that um, you visit that is um, for the Final Fantasy side of characters and you know, specific to um, Kingdom Hearts, but you know, it's full of Final Fantasy characters. Uh, I don't remember the name that was in Kingdom Hearts 1, and I'm afraid to say the other name because it could be considered a spoiler, but. There are so many things, there's so, so many worlds that you can visit, and honestly, I would say that they are fun to visit, but they're not, like, you know, uh, you know, so good that you're gonna be like, oh, I know, oh, yeah, Alice in Wonderland as well, there's, there's that world as well, I just remembered, because I hated that world, um, but, you know, speaking of, while the worlds are fun to visit, to explore, to go to, and you're like, yay, I'm visiting different worlds in... Disney, and yeah, obviously for many of us who were kids when we watched this, we would be like, wow, these are my memories, and I'm getting, I get to, you know, interact with these characters, do this, do that, 
And you know, it's very fun to see that most of these characters, if I remember correctly, are voiced by their actual voice actors. I think they are. And it is fun. Some of the worlds are just so bad. Like when I said Alice in Wonderland, yeah, that is a terrible world. Basically, you just have like maybe three set pieces and that's it. You, you just have to go from here to there and then again go here, then go here. And it just gets so boring after a while. And the design is nice, but it's not perfect. So that is one. Hercules is another world that basically is just one little place. You get there, you go to the Colosseum, you fight. While it is fun to fight in the Colosseum, and it has some really nice surprises down the line for you, it's still not perfect. It still needs much more to engage you. And unfortunately, it doesn't do that. So basically, you just go to Colosseum to just grind and get more XP. But of course, you know, the story itself is intriguing. Now, like I said, you know, all of these worlds, they have a purpose and you have to go from one point to the other to visit each world, get it. Of course, also, I've remembered Aladdin as well. His world is there as well. And, you know, most of these worlds get repeated in other games as well. That's one cool thing about it. But the thing is, when you start the game, the worlds look so boring. Like, Alice in Wonderland is boring, Hercules is boring, Aladdin is very boring at times, and confusing at times. And there's a, also, you know, gummy ship kind of thing that you have to go through to go to the next level. And that is one of the most excruciating parts of the game. Why is there something like this? Why does it take a long time to finish it? And why is it so freaking boring? Why is it designed in a way that I just want to, you know, hit my head on the wall and be like, please let me skip this? You can't, for the first time that you want to go to a world, you can't skip it, but the second time, you're free to do so. And yet, I was like, ugh, I hate this. But, this is not to say that, you know, that the game is weak. Like I said, the game, at the first worlds you visit are all very boring, and it takes a little time for you to get adjusted to them, to basically, you know, play it and be like, yes, I like this game. It takes a little time. But, when you go... Like, you know, through this, then you're like, wow, this game is really good now. And that's a bad thing. Like, you know, there's a certain level in, you know, Little Mermaid's world that I would say that is one of the low points of the game because of the mechanics, because of how you gotta fight, because, you know, of the fact that, you know, this is complete 3D dimension here. And it, it will become, you know, very crazy. It will go on your nerves and it will make you, like, you know, want to destroy controller. And then, of course, comes the character, Ursula, and the boss fight of her, which is exciting, but also very infuriating. Like, at times, I just wanted to, you know, basically close the game and just watch the cutscenes. But I had to persevere and be like, no, 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 I have to play through this. So, I would say that there are some worlds that really suck in this game, but some of them are really good. One of them that was actually really good was Nightmare before, Chris, uh, before Christmas, which I really enjoyed. And the thing was that it felt like that the game really didn't know what it wanted to do at times. Or maybe it's some, it got some ideas way late into development. Like when you go to a certain world, like Little Mermaid or Nightmare Before Christmas, the characters change their designs. They become accustomed to that world. But in the other worlds that you played many times, you don't get to see that. And that's also, you know, the same for other games that feature these worlds as well. They never change. 
But I would think that you know, maybe Nomura got this idea a little bit late and he was like, okay, I can't, I can't put it there now. And maybe for the next games he was like, yeah, I definitely cannot put it there now, consistency. But moving through all of that, talking just about the story, I would say that the story takes a long time to pick up. The game is not that long to say that, hey, this is way too long, when's it gonna get good? But I would say that it takes a little while to rope you in. The idea of it, the fact that you know people love it and stuff like that, that would probably be the reason why you're playing it. But as it goes on, you fail to see what makes it so good. And as it still goes on, you slowly start to see that it's getting better. The gameplay is getting better, the characters are getting better, the, you know, the overall story is more understandable and more comprehensive, but it does take a lot of time. Like, you have to play through a lot of levels just to get to where you need to go. And that is one of the problems that I think that most of the games in Kingdom Hearts have. You have to do a lot that feels very much like filler just to get to where you need to be. And that is something that I will talk about a lot in the second part of this uh, review. So, I would say that, you know, the games are interesting. But, like I said, it takes a long time just to get to where it wants to be. And then, when it does, it gets very confusing. Like, at times I was just like, okay, who's who exactly? And it's just so freaking confusing. I just wanted to bang my head against the wall, be like, God, please somebody explain this shit to me. Why is it getting so confusing? And by the time you get to the end, you have no freaking clue what's happening. You know some things are happening, but when you come to the overall, you're just like, oh God, please help me. What is the story? What is this thing? But once you understand it, it's pretty cool. The boss fight, the last boss fight, I would say it's really cool. And overall, the story, very intriguing. Something that puts me, you know, in a place I would say, yeah, I want to play it again and again, just to understand it. But of course you can't because you have at least five games, five more games in this package just to get through the first package. So the next game that comes is Chain of Memories, which is, I guess it's the most hated game in all of the series, but hear me out. Chain of Memories, yes, it is my most hated game in the series as well. It's a game that I just couldn't finish, let me confess. I didn't finish the game because I hated the game. Now why would I do that? The game introduces a new mechanic called cards, and there's a, you know, in-game reason for it, which actually continues to live on to other games of the series. So, okay, I get why you introduce these cards, and the fact that, you know, you put consistency there, that is pretty awesome, good thing, but, my god, <laughs> why is the gameplay so freaking difficult? And I thought Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon cards were complicated and stupid. This is way more complicated and way more difficult. I know that most people are like, you know, use the special attacks or things like that, which have a special name I forgot. But I'm like, it's not about that. It's about the fact that it is a very difficult game altogether. And I played it on beginner's mode because when I played Kingdom Hearts 1, I would say that was a difficult game at times. And I just wanted to breeze through the story just to see what the whole thing is about so I could get to the third one and enjoy it there. But this, my god, this was just way too hard. I don't think that I was at 25%. So difficult. 
I'm not sure how far into the game I was. I, I, I'm thinking that it was maybe 25%. But the thing is with this game that didn't really get me, didn't really pull me in, was the fact that how it was designed. Now, this game, Chain of Memories, it was actually a remake of the original, which was on Game Boy Advance. So this is a remake, so obviously it should be better. But it isn't. <laughs> in fact, you have to visit all the worlds you once did in Kingdom Hearts 1. Just so you can remember. Alright? So I'm not spoiling anything here. I didn't spoil anything from Kingdom Hearts 1, so so far you're good. But in Chain of Memories, obviously, it's about memories. You have to remember stuff, so you go through all those worlds. Is it the same design? No. It's like a... I don't know how to explain it, but imagine the most simplistic design you can for a world. Just a couple of blocks that you jump on from this point, you go to the other point. You hit some bad guys, jump on those platforms to go to the other point. And because of those cards, well, it's not that simple. You have to, like, you know, have a specific card to go through that door. And again, the game doesn't explain this that well. So you either have to search it yourself or hopefully know that this is how you have to do it. So you have a card that is the same as a door. You're given that as the first start, which is a cutscene or a boss fight behind it. You then use it again to go from here to there. All that you do to just go to the final room. There's usually three of them. Because I haven't played the rest of the game, I don't know, maybe it could expand, but it was free. So yeah, I would say that the game was just way too difficult. And it really takes away from that fun, because you're playing in that same world again and again. And the worlds don't have any charisma, don't have any charm to pull you in. And the fact that I said, again, that, you know, cards, and they say you have to use slays, I remember the name, slays. I don't want to. The game doesn't pull me in. Look, the story is very intriguing, but this is the problem of Kingdom Hearts. It has so much filler that when it wants to get to a story, you're just confused and you're bored. You're just, you know, you're like, okay, fine, do whatever you want, I don't care. That is one of the biggest uh, problems with Kingdom Hearts. And I would say that I'm actually very happy that I got to watch the cutscenes instead of the, playing the game, because when I watched the cutscenes, and I knew that basically I was just replaying Kingdom Hearts 1 in a demake mode. I would say that, yeah, I understood the story way better. And I would say that the story was actually very intriguing. So my recommendation is that play for Kingdom Hearts 1 as fast as you can. Just understand the story and watch the secret ending, which is actually really cool. And it will help you understand some things down the line. Play through that. Have fun, understand the whole concept of the game, and be like, okay, this is really cool. When you get to Chain of Memories, unless you can actually understand the mechanic of the game, and be like, yeah, I understand all of a sudden, I'm good at it, don't play it, just watch the cutscenes. Because you're not missing much in terms of the gameplay in those worlds. It's basically those same worlds, but way more simple, uh, way more simple than what they were, and it's not just worth the time. At least from, you know, my opinion. So, it sucks that I have to say this about it. But I would say a Chain of Memories is the weakest entry that I played in this collection of games. And it wasn't that good to begin with. But I would say the story is actually way better than Kingdom Hearts 1. The voice acting is way better, which I think is because the Sora's voice actor changed. But I would say the story is actually very intriguing. Because of the characters that they introduced, the organization for team they introduced, the villains that they come in, the unique powers that they have, and the fact that, you know, 
they connect to the villain of the first game and then of course you have to see like you know crazier interaction between all of them understanding like who this character is why Sora can't do certain things and there's so many things that you know it, it happens in the story that makes you go like holy shit <laughs> the story is actually good I would say that as much as I hate the gameplay in Chain of Memories the story is actually really good and when you get near the end you're just like wow this game is like blowing my mind and again here's another issue the other, the other issue is that this story is essential to understanding Kingdom Hearts 2, as is the next game that I'm gonna talk about. I don't understand why Nomura was like, okay, I made the first game on PS2, let's go to Game Boy Advance. Next time, let's go to Nintendo DS. Dude, why? Just put them all on one platform or at least multiple platforms at once. Because this way, I think many of the people who played Kingdom Hearts were confused because they didn't know that this story was essential. So they missed out on it. So I would say that for us who play it now, it's way better, easier, but I would still criticize it because this is something that possibly happened to many people. Why do this, Nomura? Why make it so complicated? To, you know, go out of your way to say that, hey, you want the full story? Go buy this game advance. Oh, you, you bought it? Okay, now go buy Nintendo DS just to play our game. What? Why? So this is one of the reasons that I would not really think highly of the game series because of the fact that, you know, it forces you to move from one place to the other. Why should I do that? But I digress, continuing on. I would say that Chain of Memories story is actually very good and you have to play through it or at least watch the cutscenes. This is not something you can skip. Actually, none of the games are skippable, in my opinion. You have to play all of them. You have to see what the hell everything is about. And when you do, you really get the story. And again, I, like I said, Chain of Memories is actually you know, a very good story that unfortunately has a lot of filler for you to get to that story. But I think that the characters from Organization 13 are the highlights. Not Sora, not... Goofy, not Donald, no. These characters, they are the most interesting characters in Kingdom Hearts since, of course, of course, Kingdom Hearts 1 and the events that happened there, that they're actually super interesting as well. But I would say that this takes the cake so far. It is far more interesting and far better. But then we get to Kingdom Hearts 358 slash 2 days. A game that it's not a game. It's just a collection of HD cinematics. Now here is where I get angry. This game featured Organization 13 characters. You could play with them as your partners through many missions. You probably went to the same worlds you saw in Kingdom Hearts 1, which again sucks. Why? I played through them. But, but the cool thing about it that I loved so much was the fact that you could play with those guys. So I would say that, okay, that would help this repetition. Which, so far, we visited these worlds three times now. Why? But again, King, you know, it was like Organization 13, which unfortunately you don't get to do. You're just gonna watch it with cinematics. And I didn't know that this was just in cinematics because I was just waiting. I was like, 10 minutes have passed. How long are the cutscenes in this game? And I just did a little res research and I was like, oh shit. It's just the cutscenes? So no game? No actual game? 
and there weren't any. But I would say that 358-2 is actually an interesting game. It features the characters from Organization 13, it expands upon them in a very meaningful way, and you get to actually understand more about certain characters, such as Axel and Roxas. Axel and Roxas, of course, are members of Organization 14, and they get to bring in this new member who is very silent. You don't know who this person is. I'm not going to spoil who she is, what her name is. Just watch the cutscenes and you'll understand who she is and where she comes from. But this game introduces you to a new concept. Like we had Heartless, which were the enemies in the first game. Now we have Nobodies. And these nobodies introduce a new concept to the whole story, and of course it helps understanding the story way better, especially about the first game and Chain of Memories. Now I would say that, again, this this game has um, a lot of explanations that work really well in the world of Kingdom Hearts. That is a very, again, a very essential story that will help you understand Kingdom Hearts 2 a lot better. Because this, this actually, I would say that you know, as much as Chain of Memories is important to play and understand. This one is even more important because it plays right into Kingdom Hearts 2 and it Kingdom Hearts 2 actually begins with this thing. So I would say that this story had some advantages over something like Kingdom Hearts 1.5. One of the reasons I think is that it actually leaned very much into the lore of Kingdom Hearts. It decided to be like, okay, last time we went way too far into Disney and we didn't really get to spend more into the actual Kingdom Hearts. So it was more like, you know, uh, tacked on Disney things that were so tacked on that they never mentioned ever again, thank God, but it was so bland, so stupid. This time they were like, no, let's just talk about our game, our designs of the world. And I would say that Nomura, great call. Because this is what the game should be about. You're talking about Kingdom Hearts, right? So obviously you have to show the show the stuff that's needed. And I would say that you know, this game does it really well. Not only does it help understand characters such as Roxas and Axel way better, but at the same time you understand the Organization 13 and it really, really helps. You understand their motives better, you understand who they are better, you understand everything about them. That there is so far to know and i would say that you know it also creates this emotional story between these three characters three main characters and once you understand that story it just plays with your heart and it makes you really sad and at the same time you're like wow roxas is a way better character than sora of course you will understand what the connections are but still to me roxas is a very cool character i like him he's a he's a great character very deep very well worked on but the game really does its best to explain that story. Now, I don't know how the gameplay would have went, because there is no gameplay, it's just HD cinematics. But I would say that for those of you who want to play it, you're going to enjoy the crap out of this. Like, just play the cinematics, grab a popcorn, put your controller in charge, and just watch it. It's really good. The story is actually good. And this is where I think that most people were pulled in. To Kingdom Hearts if they played it like this otherwise if they played Kingdom Hearts 2 I'm pretty sure they were like holy shit what happened here <laughs> but I would say that your know, chain of memories really went into how 
they want a Kingdom Hearts story to be, because if you watch the cutscenes, you know that Nomura was like, yeah, I'm gonna expand my own universe, not the Disney ones. And you're like, wow, that is actually good. Complicated, convoluted, but wow, so good. Then you go to 358 slash two days, and you're gonna, you're gonna be like, holy shit, that's still a very good story. What are you doing, Nomura? What are you building towards? You're confused, right? You're gonna be like, what are you doing here? And when you play it, you're gonna be like, oh, okay. Now I'm very excited for Kingdom Hearts 2. So, go and play these free games just to get ready for Kingdom Hearts 2, which I think this is where the game truly takes off. And I will tell you why in part two. But if you are like interested in playing Kingdom Hearts, trust me, this will help you just get into the whole thing. It will take a long time. You will have to play like 30 hours for the first game. Like, if you play Chain of Memories, which I hope to God you don't, just watch the cutscenes, which will be like, you know, next to the other one, like four more hours. You're just spending a little amount just to get into that world, just to be like, holy crap, I love this series now. And when you get into Kingdom Hearts 2, you're gonna be like, whoa, this is good. And remember, for the third one, there's an additional scene, additional boss fight, which you can actually watch. Again, you have to watch it, there's nothing you can play. You watch that as well, be sure to do it, and watch the secret endings to all these free games, because it really helps, and you know, the secret endings are actually really good. They really set up the next one so well. So, go ahead, play them, tell me what you think, but this is like the collection of 1.5, before we get to 2.5. So I hope you will enjoy it, you will have fun, and it is a good series, but I would say that you know, it's slow, especially with the first game, it's very slow. And with the second one, Chain of Memories, I would say that if you if you don't want to be like dissuaded from continuing the game series, just watch the cutscenes, otherwise you will throw the games away and be like, holy crap, I don't want to play these games anymore, none of them. And of course, since the other one is also just cutscenes, it will help, but yeah. Go through it, and so far I would say that you will have a lot of fun. This series is actually really good. It It is very complicated, don't get me wrong on that. It is complicated. So complicated. But it is worth it, because it seems Nomura is always building up towards something, and I cannot wait to play the third one, because it seems that he really is building towards something. And that makes me very excited, because... Wow. Wow. I'll talk about why it is such a huge wow for the second part, because the second part actually is amazing. So go ahead, play it, and tell me what you thought. Were you able to play through, I don't know, Chain of Memories easily? Did you hate it as much as I did? And what did you think about the story, about the characters such as Roxas, Axel, and the others? The events that happened before Chain of Memories, and some of them happened during Chain of Memories. Tell me what you thought. Tell me what it is, and tell me how much you liked Roxas as a character, especially during, you know, Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> so we're gonna get there soon, and let me tell you that I tried to spoil nothing in this review. I hope that I didn't, because uh, it's something you have to experience for yourself. But when you come to part 2, um, I, will, I will spoil these three games obviously, because I have to talk about Kingdom Hearts 2 and the rest of them. So be mindful of that, and 
when I upload part 2 which will be next week either you have played them or if you haven't don't listen to it yet alright thank you guys for joining I hope you enjoyed this episode and as always if you did please like share and subscribe until next time